This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 136. This episode is brought to you by Little Fish's Bible Studies. If you want to give your children a gentle introduction to the inductive Bible study method, and I'm even talking about your kindergartners through fourth graders, they really can learn to read, interpret, study, understand, and apply scripture in context. Sometimes we don't give our young kids credit for being able to deep dive into the word, but this is a life skill. And even if you don't know how to do this yourself, the Little Fish's Bible Studies will walk you through it. They're so easy to use. They're open and go. They're perfect for homeschool families. And you can download samples for free at 41more.com forward slash samples. Welcome to episode 136. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 136. There's going to be a lot of links there, so you're going to want to check it out. Today, we're talking about homeschool Bible curriculum for the younger years. I do get lots of emails from people asking for advice and recommendations. And when I hear some questions over and over, I know it's time to do a podcast episode or a blog post about it. So today, I wanted to chat about my recommendations based based on, um, boy, I'm trying to think how many years of homeschooling, I guess, coming up on 14 years, Um, you know, being a mom for my oldest is in college now and being a pastor's wife and seeing the way um, different families have used Bible curriculum or discipleship resources in their homes and just really getting a grasp on these things. So I wanted to give my expertise and advice. If it fits for your family, then take it. And if you already have something that's working, no problem at all. But I do hear from people saying, what is your advice for homeschool Bible curriculum for for the younger years. And so I wanted to drill down into some of my thoughts and then give you some actual resources that I do recommend. And so that's what we're chatting about today. So here's my basic um, advice for most people. I usually don't recommend traditional or big box Bible curriculum from publishers, especially in the younger years. You know, I'm not going to name different ones because I don't necessarily want to call them out. It doesn't mean that they're no good, but you know what I mean? Like traditional curriculum written usually for a Christian school that's grade level, right? This is your second grade Bible curriculum. This is third grade. This is, you know, fourth grade. I don't recommend that. Um, Some of the reasons why is because Bible, I think, in the younger years, well, really all the time, but but especially K through six, K through eight, this is something that you can teach all your kids together. And I think homeschool moms who've been doing, you know, who've homeschooled for many years, we realize that we complicate things when we just give every kid a grade level specific sub, you know, content subject, right? Like if every kid has six different subjects they have to do and they can only do it on their own, you can't group anyone, that's going to drive you crazy if you have more than one child. So 
I really, in my house, I've never done grade level Bible curriculum. It just doesn't make sense. And it's a whole lot better to work together and discuss things together, especially in a subject like Bible. And so you don't need a grade level specific curriculum. I would stay away from the traditional ones because they're usually written for a Christian school. They are written from from a traditional uh, schooling mindset, right? Where you need busy work and you need crossword puzzles and you need like tests and quizzes and stuff like, oh my goodness. So I would never say to use that, especially in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And also your kids don't need low level worksheets. And that's what a lot of curriculum is just filled with low level worksheets. There's nothing wrong with doing a coloring page. There's nothing wrong with doing some of these things if they enjoy them. But Honestly, what is so much better for your kids and to see if they're learning and to really engage with them is using things like narration. This is a Charlotte Mason, um, you know, philosophy, but I'm not a Charlotte Mason purist and we use narration in our homeschool. And all it is, is having a conversation with your kids and asking them questions and having them tell back what they just learned. You can immediately pick up on if they understand it, if you need to, you know, fix something in their understanding. Narration is such a simple tool, but it is so valuable in your homeschool. So you don't need low-level worksheets. You use narration, conversation. If you do want to get something in writing, I mean, your younger kids can draw out what they just heard. They can do that. You can give them some keywords or have them copy a verse from the, you know, story that you just read and then illustrate it. Your older, slightly older kids can write a paragraph if you want. Like, you can still do some written work. But you can turn it away from being a low-level factual, like true, false, true, false, or something silly like that, and make it actually more meaningful. So these are some of the things I'm thinking about as I think about what I would recommend for younger years for what to use for Bible curriculum and resources. Now, before we jump into actual curriculum recommendations, I wanted to talk about the main goals in homeschooling our younger kids with Bible resources. Now, these are the main goals I see. I'm pro- I'm guessing that a lot of you would have the same goals in your mind. So I think the most important thing with our younger kids is that they understand the gospel. Even from a young age, with everything we do with them, we want them to understand that they are sinners, that Jesus died for them, that they can be forgiven of their sins. This is the gospel. Um, Learning what repentance is, and we model this for our kids. This is a main goal in our discipleship of our kids in all of their years, but especially the younger years. This is done even before they really get a grasp of the Bible, the main characters, the main stories, right? We start with the gospel. But then, of course, we want them to know the main chronology of the Bible. We want them to understand Genesis to Revelation, how it all fits together, the main characters, the main stories, the main big story of the whole Bible. It's like a 30,000 foot view of the Bible. We do want them to start understanding that. Then I think we do want them to memorize scripture. We can do that through a lot of different uh, methods, and we'll talk about some of them today through songs, through copy work. We've also really appreciated teaching our kids catechism because this is a way to teach them doctrine in question and answer form. And if you can find a catechism that fits with your doctrinal beliefs, I think that's a wonderful thing to do as well. Your kids don't understand it all, but you know from even like the classical method of education in the younger years, it's the grammar stage. They're learning the keywords, they're learning the grammar of that subject. So in Bible, they're 
learning about, you know, the words justification and sanctification, and they don't know what it all means. They can't really grasp it, but they're memorizing these things. And as they get older, it'll click because they'll have those words already in their vocabulary and they'll start to put meat on those bones and it'll make a lot more sense to them because you introduced it in the younger years. And then I think that once your kids have gotten into middle and and um, later years in elementary, they really are ready to read the actual Bible for reading and studying. Now, this doesn't mean they're reading tons of tons of chapters a day and really grasping it all, but we can start giving them a gentle introduction to how do you read a couple verses at a time and talk about them, understand them, and apply them. And I think that our kids actually are able to do a lot more deep diving into scripture than we often give them credit for. So those are the main goals. I think most of you would probably agree with me there. And so now let's dig down into my favorite tools and resources that I would recommend to reach those goals. So the first resource I want to recommend to you is by Kevin DeYoung. It's called The Biggest Story, How the Snake Crusher Brings Us Back to the Garden. It's a hardcover book. It's beautifully illustrated, honestly, and it's a great read with your kids. You can take your time with it. You can read it in a couple days. I mean, it is rather long. It's like 125 or so pages long, but it's a great overview of the big story of scripture, which is the gospel. It brings out all the main points. Your kids will be totally engaged. You can honestly read this, you know, every couple months with them until they really take it to heart and understand it. So this is one of my favorite books. This wasn't around when my oldest kids were young, but we've used it um, recently and I really highly recommend it. It's an awesome book. I'll link to it in the show notes in case you've not heard of it and want to find it. The next book I would recommend as a resource for teaching your kids, this goes along with teaching them the gospel and the main chronology of scripture. Like I said, instead of a grade level, you know, Bible workbook from a publisher, I would buy the Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd-Jones. Now, of course, this Bible does not have every single story. It is an overview, but it all points to Jesus. It all points to the gospel. And this is where I think a lot of us, I grew up, I feel like, with Sunday school curriculum that was very much more of a moralistic application, like um, Daniel did this, so you need to be like Daniel, or, you know, uh, Joseph forgave his brother, so you need to forgive like Joseph. I mean, sure, that's an application, but I don't think that's the main point of the story. We're losing how it all um, points to the gospel. We're losing how... All of these characters are foreshadowing Christ. And so when you learn them that way in a very moralistic way, you feel like you have it in yourself to be good. And that's not what the gospel teaches. So the Jesus Storybook Bible does a great job of presenting the main chronology of the Bible, the the main storyline of the Bible, presenting the gospel in a way that your kids will be able to grasp and relate to. So I really love that book as well. Now, what if you want to do some memorization, scripture memory, also catechism, like I was talking about? There are several resources I would love to tell you about. The first one is by Marty Machowski. It's a hardcover book called Theology. Not theology, but basically theology, right? The study of all these different doctrines. And it, it is written where I think you could talk through it with your younger kids. I've also had my older kids go through it on their own when they were like in upper elementary. And it talks through all the important doctrines that you probably want to make sure your kids know. Like, um, 
like the, the study of God, the study of people, the study of sin, Christ, the promise in the law, end times, adoption into God's family, the Holy Spirit, the church, like all these things. So um, this is a great way to help your kids learn about theology in an easy to understand way. Now, so this kind of goes along with catechism, right? So this would be a book you would read and have a conversation with your kids. But I also mentioned that we did a lot of memorizing catechism. It starts out so basic. I remember teaching it to my toddlers. And even at the age of three or four, they were able to answer several questions. And it starts putting truths in their heart, like, who made you? God made me. What else did God make? God made all things. Why did God make you in all things? For his own glory. It's these basic doctrinal truths that starts very simple. I mean, if your child can memorize 10, 20, 30 of these questions and answers, think of the doctrine and the truth that they will be putting in to their hearts and minds. And like I said, it's like the bones. Later on, they'll start to put meat on those bones as they study scripture, as they are converted, as they learn more things, they'll, it'll start to make more sense. But it's like the grammar stage. We want them to learn these things when they're young because it's easy for kids to memorize stuff. And so that's um, something that we did a lot of. Also with um, key verses I wanted my kids to learn. And the way we kept track of all this because I know you can have like lofty ideas, like we're going to memorize all these things. And then it falls apart after one week. So what we used was a scripture memory box. I believe this is um, something I saw originally on like Charlotte Mason website. I, I, I will link, try to find the original link and put it in the show notes as well. But we used a scripture memory box, which is basically just like an index card box. And you do have like the little dividers um, daily, monthly, weekly, and so that you rotate through everything you're memorizing. And you just write the catechism question or the memory verse on an index card and file it in your box. And as long as you get that box out every day and you're regularly working through your cards, your kids will stay up to date with them. You'll review them naturally and you'll be able to keep up with Bible memory. So I have a video that I will link to in the show notes that shows that scripture memory box in action. And I believe I have some free scripture memory cards that you can grab as well if you want to get started with your own scripture memory box. So I'll put all that in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 136. There's one new resource that if you've been listening to the podcast, you've already heard about, but this is very, this just was published this year. So I never used it with my older kids, but my younger child is working through it right now. It's called Write the Word on My Heart, and it's a Bible memory curriculum written by my friend, Catherine Pittman. And Catherine's been on the podcast talking about this within the last few months. So I'll link to our episode together so you can check that out. But that's another great resource if you want to work on scripture memory with your kids. She uses one verse each week and your kids write it and eventually they will write it by memory. And that's a great way to work. And look, you can have all your ages together. This is not just for second grade or third grade or fourth grade. It's all your kids together. And she gives you great teaching ideas for discussing the verse with your children. So it's not just memorizing it and not knowing what it means. She helps walk you through that as well. And she has a lot of free stuff on her website to help you with scripture memory. So I will link to that as well. All right, as we wrap up, I just want to mention the last goal that you might have in your homeschool and a resource that will help you. So I've mentioned before that 
I think young kids can learn to read the Bible. I don't know how old I was before it was like, oh, you know, I carried my Bible to church all the time, but I never really opened it because we have a Sunday school lesson. It was just, you know, the teacher telling me what the Bible said or, you know, however that worked. I don't know how old I would have been till we started opening the Bible. Maybe it wasn't till youth group age, you know, teenage age. And really that's too old. If your kids don't know how to read a Bible, open it and understand it before they're in middle school, that's waiting too long. Okay. This is something that they can learn to do really from the time they're reading. And so I love to tell everyone about our Little Fishes Inductive Bible Studies because the passion behind creating these is to help you realize that your young kids can read the Bible. Sometimes we don't think they can. Why do we have that in our minds that like the Bible's for adults? I mean, adults don't even know how to read the Bible. And why is that? It's because we've never been taught and then we're intimidated and then we're adults and we don't know and we feel kind of weird about not knowing how to read the Bible. But someone has to break this generational, like not passing on how to read the Bible and understand it. Somewhere along the line, we have to start teaching our kids how to read the Bible. So maybe that's going to be you. Maybe you never were taught how to read the Bible. That's okay. You can learn alongside your kids. We all know as homeschool moms, that's the beauty of homeschooling. I don't have to know everything. I can, I can say, you know what? We're going to learn this together. And so the Little Fish's Inductive Bible Studies, I like to say they're a gentle introduction to using the actual Bible for reading and studying, for learning how to observe the text and interpret the, st- the text and then apply the text. And your kids will be engaged. Over the course of a week, they focus on one paragraph. It might be a verse or two, and it's in context. And we walk through step by step. It's so easy to use. So I really hope you'll check us out. You can get free samples at 41more.com forward slash samples. And if you want to save 20% on any of our Bible studies, you can use the coupon code inductive20, and that will get you a little bit of a deal. So If you can relate to any of these things, if you are saying, yes, these are my goals, and if you're maybe using a graded curriculum from a traditional publisher right now and it's really not meeting those goals for you, I encourage you to take take a look over the next few weeks, maybe in the new year, maybe at a good stopping point, you know, where you can change things up in your homeschool, consider mixing and matching from some of these resources I mentioned, teaching all your kids together and having a more relaxed approach where you're not overwhelmed with a whole bunch of low-level workbooks that everyone has to fill out every day. And remember, if you're concerned about, well, I have to get something in writing or I do want them to be writing something, you can always use notebooking. Get everyone a notebook and say, this is our Bible notebook. Your younger kids are mainly going to draw pictures and that's fine. That's how they're you know, working through and trying to understand the, the story or what they're learning. Your older kids can write what they learned. Have them write one sentence if they're you know, in third grade or a paragraph if they're in fifth grade. They can draw pictures, record what they're learning. Learn about the notebooking method. You can use this with so many subject areas and get away from those low-level worksheets, but I love it especially for Bible. If you feel like you need to get something in writing, a lot of these resources, you I don't think you do need to get anything in writing. You could just have great conversations with your kids. You could do these things during your morning time together or right after lunch or sometime when you're all together. 
and really have some great time as a family. Because we know that one of the biggest reasons a lot of us are homeschooling is the discipleship component. We want to be speaking into our kids' hearts and lives. We don't want them to be learning things from a secular worldview. And so this is important for giving our kids truth and helping to ground them in a Christian worldview based on the Word of God. So if any of these resources sound like they would be a great fit for you, I want you to check out the show notes where I will link them all at 41more.com forward slash 136. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you have an awesome week. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.